You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums. It's here before you die. about the water boys fisherman blues in the room i have rob hey buddy and on the line i have ben happy to be back and kyle Woo! fisherman blues is the 1988 album by the water boys uh, released on the ensign and chrysalis record labels the producer was mike scott Vinny kildoff bob johnson and john dunford and the genre is folk rock and i'm going to read from the book ross fortune in the heyday of the Waterboys, the pundits were saying that the band could be as big as U2. After three albums, Scott had led his ever-changing charges to the top of the mountain. Their self-styled big music was epic and cinematic, and their star was rising fast. But Scott was sick of the music business, sick of being told what to do, and sick of living in London. Inner fiddle player Steve Wickham, the group's latest recruit who invited the band over to Ireland, that, as Scott recalls, was when the adventure began. Fisherman Blues is an album that attempts to piece together the music made over what became a glorious three-year sojourn in Ireland. From the streets of Dublin to the bars of Spidell, there were echoes of Dylan and the band in the nature of the recordings. The musical fluency, the inventive flow of songs and ideas, the rapport and bonhomie, the easy switching of instruments, and the all-abiding sense of rule idol and retreat ireland its people its landscape and its music informs all from the opening whoop of joy to the closing paean of yates in between there are waltzes and rockers a tender reading of van morrison's sweet thing and a bang on the ear meantime might have been a brand new but it roars along like some traditional old favorite this album is a plangent work of simple joy and ardent wonder it was drawn from hundreds of hours of tapes uh, highlighting both its strength and only weakness. Scott tried to realize a second volume in 2003, but the magic like Galway miss had gone. <laughs> what do we think Galway of uh, the Water Boys, Fisherman's Blues? I think that first listen, uh, yeah, instant I think, fan. I think that uh, that writer's a giant fucking nerd. <laughs> Whoa! Um, no man, what a what what a treat. No, yeah, I had no idea yeah. Water Boys existed. This is. This is super, this super is a fun. very like, th- th- pleasant th- surprise. This is in my proverbial wheelhouse, but I had no idea it existed. Were you Same. familiar with Water Boys? Same. No. Yeah. Not at all. I thought Adam Sandler was going to be in this band. And <laughs> <laughs> huh. the God more we dig into the 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 blending of Europe English slash European folk and contemporary rock music. I, I think I like every one of our forays into that, like starting with like Fairport Convention, 
going through that stuff through like the Richard Linda Thompson through the Pogues and and now Waterboys. It's been all killer, no filler for me in that genre. Yeah. Same sentiment. Yeah. 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 Wonderful, wonderful album. I was not familiar with this and it stretches. I mean, every song gives you something new, kind of interesting to think about, too. It has it has that real scope that you want within an album to say, okay, how many, sure you can, you can make an Irish song, but what's the next song going to sound like? And every song is, is different, unique, uh, wonderfully played and also a real unique, um, element with a sort of has like a YouTube vibe absolutely uh, going, you know, Mm -hmm. integrated into these songs. So it's not just that they're trying to pick up on, you know, traditional music, they're infusing what they were already doing, you know, on tour with simple mm-hmm. minds and U two at the time and just chasing it. So you're saying they're elevating the source material. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're doing yeah. a great job, but I mean, yeah, yeah of, of course. Uh, what, what do we have? Like 11, 10 tracks on this. What's the last, 12? what's the actual last track on this album? Stolen child, but this land okay. is your land is, I mean, it, it's 30 seconds, you know, like it's not yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, like they, you, you have, you have these select songs out of 121 songs that recorded over three years it, and side two being just what they did in 88. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's incredible. Like what happens when an artist has time, absolutely <laughs> T- time and money to explore. Um, I didn't go back and listen to any of their old catalog, but apparently this album was kind of like a a rift for uh, absolutely for, for people, whether or not. Yeah. They I read that en- too. I listened to it. a handful of tracks, but I want to hear more, but I went like the, the three albums before this, whichever song had the most listens on like Spotify is I, I was checking out those. Yeah. It's, it, it's got that big music. It's the name of, of one of their tracks on one of their previous albums, but it's also had been adopted by their fans and fans of bands that sound like the water boys to describe the genre it was like early Waterboys, U2, Big Country. I forget there's a few other bands that they were considered just like like this big lush Simple cinematic. Minds. Simple Minds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So big. It's, yeah. Like yeah. orchestral. Yeah. It, it big. feels like a big scope has a lot of echo. I, I okay. Mean, and it has that sort mm. of element that when you play it, it feels like it's reverberating off of a stadium or something. You know? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Wow, yeah, this so is this a was a, a de- this was a departure, yeah. yeah, a departure from their big music. Uh, we just got done listening to the track "Strange Boat," which uh, I like that track. Probably the first five times I heard it during the intro, my brain kept on thinking that it was either going to be "Islands in the Stream" or "Against the Wind." Okay. I, yeah, I definitely heard the former. Yeah, yeah. it's like because it, it, yeah, just like, when, like it, just, as the music's going before he starts singing. Like there was just this nagging part of my brain that's just like islands in the stream. stream. That yeah. is- I, I, I heard that too. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. now we're so on, I'm not crazy. We're on world party and this is really world party is oof. That's one of my favorites. A hell of a guitar tone. Yeah. That guitar tone yeah. mixed with the sort of traditional uh, fiddle and everything. That's what grabbed me immediately. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, okay, this is you too. You know, if they were mashed together with the pogues or something like, this mm-hmm. it, it has both of their worlds, you know, colliding, coming together. I just thought it was so cool. Those vocals, though, those vocals are amazing. Yeah, he is really good. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is, that's one of the things that grabbed me is just the, the driving music and the, and the raw vocals and the, it's very passionate. You know, I, I love me some U2, but there are some songs I'm like, okay, but this, I really like this record. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very passionate, very raw. Yeah. It's a very straightforward production too. It doesn't yeah. try to, and I think that's to its benefit. It doesn't try to, to be that, you know, big, big production. Brian, you know? Yeah. 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 It, it feels very natural um, how this is recorded almost like those heroes that they were mentioning uh, Van Morrison and uh, the sort of Dylan and the band uh, recording style where it just feels like a laid back uh, record that has a lot of good players. Yeah. That's what yeah. I like. How deep is that roster? Like there was a, Oh, of, uh, of people who who's played on, on this, this record. It is. Yeah. It is a big old, it's like two pages. Yeah, it's it's a, a very big roster, which is great. I mean, but that mm. makes sense. You you record for a p- couple of years, you're probably going to have a lot of um, people switching it up and, and getting different people in. before we started recording that this album made me want to go out and learn how to play a fiddle too i think i i think you said it in your write-up or in your in your intro verse but i think that fiddle was the catalyst in this direction change yeah it's i can see that it's so cool yeah, it's more analysis type shit yeah it's really good yeah mm-hmm. uh in the write-up they talked about uh his dylan-esque such yeah. and such yeah yeah blah 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 you know why that's the case <laughs> You do. I'll say it anyways. Uh, <laughs> motherfucker who uh, produced this record, goddamn Bob Johnston. And if we don't remember him, uh, he did a little uh, album called uh, Life from San Quentin and Folsom City Blues. And he also did Blonde on Blonde and Highway 61 Revisited. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, that goddamn Bob Johnston. That's yeah, yeah. the one. <laughs> How's that grab you, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a couple of producers here, which, again, makes sense. Yeah. Stretch it out. You, you got so many takes, so many songs that you're going to have. Uh, I, I think it, they actually had a reissue um, later on, and it had tons of a bonus disc containing 14 outtakes, alternative versions, and late night studio jams. Ooh. So... 121 tracks (laughs) that cd box set must be insane yeah it's kind of like the uh and i see why people compare it to the band right because they were just a band kind of loosely having fun recording in the basement and they had the same thing Mm -hmm. they recorded they released the was it basement tapes or something and it had tons of tons of songs yeah a lot of this felt like like live um just because some of the tracks would go on for like seven minutes or so yeah there's some Um, jams just some jams. They, they felt like they're playing live. Like you'd almost hear, how's everybody doing tonight? You know, um, <laughs> but, I, but I dug it. It never got boring. I was just, I was into it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I need to look and see if they, you know, perform this. They had a, oh, there is a live one in 2000. So maybe that's, I need to hit that one up next. The Live Adventures of the Water Boys. But yeah, I, w- I would love that. This version of Sweet Thing that we're listening to right now, it's really cool. Yeah, I wasn't that into it's really cool. Astral Weeks at all, but I love this cover. Anyone else notice that that uh, after he sings Sweet Thing and then the band plays for a while, he just starts singing Blackbird? Yep. Like Beatles. Yes. Blackbird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was just off the cuff. Uh, I guess they were just doing that in the studio. Yeah. Again, kind of one of those things where you're just just laying yeah, down and that's what made me think of like mm-hmm. a live riffage, you know, just yeah. like oh, Blackbird, you know. But he's like, well, I'm all out of lyrics for Sweet Thing, but the band's <laughs> still playing. So what other songs do I know? Let's see. I can sing Blackbird. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when it was released October '88 in both Europe and the States, it went on to become the Waterboys' obviously best-selling album despite reaching only 13 in the UK and 76 on the Billboard 200. But sales in the States uh, were helped by the band's uh, tour in the fall of 89. So they did 22 shows. I'm not surprised that... 22 shows, they were all sold out. Hmm. That's awesome. There was some... That doesn't surprise me, and not performing well on the Billboard charts didn't surprise me. It's not a pop album. Yeah, but it, no, there was yeah. some brand new Billboard thing I hadn't heard of before. That this, uh, I think that this is the album that did well on it. Um, it was like the um, contemporary modern but, rock mo- chart. Mo- modern rock chart, but modern rock chart also covers uh, like the alt stations and the mm-hmm. college radio stations and uh, the uh, other. Um, it was either the title track or uh, or World Party mm-hmm. like did really really well. Title track uh, number three. Number three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, it got a lot of it got a lot of hype. Yeah, it, it appears. Had we been in college, we would have been very into the Water Boys <laughs> <laughs> because of our local radio station. Yeah, we would have been. But really, I was just eight, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know, when when I w- when I was in college, though, listening to college radio, that's also when I started getting really heavily into the Pogues. And I wish I had just also been getting into a band that's their contemporary. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. It's weird, like, growing up in the time of, like, uh, Napster and LimeWire and SoulSeek and all that <laughs> shit, that this just missed the, like, I guess that wasn't algorithmic, though. No. It wasn't. No, it seemed like someone would have accidentally put this in a Pogues folder and I would have been like, <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like Shane McGowan. What's yeah. this? Yeah, <laughs> it 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 just takes some research. It would have taken, which is funny because I usually when I dig into a band, I'll just go to every band adjacent to it. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. you know, it's you know, you go to all music, which we read a lot of the reviews and it's just like, what's a band that's like like this and the i i don't know if i've ever seen the water boys just put right beside the pogues yeah, which doesn't either. make any sense to me i'm, I'm, I'm listening they, and they right both now. had yeah. such big years in 1988 like they both bands were having a really big year for that band yeah and and they're located on the same island like i'm assuming they played together it'd be silly if they didn't you know yeah i think it just they're slightly different. They were coming like, from slightly different places, right? Pogues, punk, 
and they're coming from the sort of YouTube, you know, post post punk, uh, post punk, yeah. and, yeah. and they just never. Never before crossed. Waterboys, before Waterboys, like did their did their sojourn to Ireland, weren't they? Were they? They were London based, right? Mm-hmm. And so are the Pogues. So they're mm-hmm. in the same town. It's, yeah. it's just crazy. I don't know. I don't live there. Maybe maybe people that grew up in London in the eighties were like, oh yeah, they played all same all the time. You just didn't hear about it, you dang Yankee. Let's see. Uh, you might also recognize the title track, I believe, used several times during movies, TV shows. Um, and among Scott's favorite was the soundtrack in the scene, the 88 comedy of Waking Ned Divine. Oh, which, weird. which makes perfect sense. 98, yeah. right? Uh, Waking Ned Divine 1998. Yes, weird. Just wrote that wrong. So has anybody here seen Hank? <laughs> I start to get the feeling that Hank might be dead. <laughs> yeah, it's Hank Williams. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is he talking is it about Hank Williams? Williams? He's talking about Hank Williams, man. Yeah. That, uh, it all comes together now. He's the So, you know, he describes Hank in the song. So I have this mental image of Hank. And then I just put Hank Williams' face on it. And yeah, he's describing Hank Williams. Yeah. Like he, uh, skinny he, with a Stetson hat. He loved hmm. Hank Williams. And like listening to Hank Williams, an incredibly like, formative like thing to the way that he went about writing music uh enjoying music writing lyrics and all that so yeah it's a it's a tribute to uh, hank williams so i was wrong about it being the tribute but i was right about hank being dead <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah i thought it was some i thought it was like a story song and it's like some old cowhand is coming into town at, like inquiring about his friend who who's known to go into town and get into trouble you know and hasn't seen him for a few days and that's kind of how I was approaching. I'm like, oh shit, I I think Hank's in a shallow grave, dude. Yeah, it's actually about <laughs> Hank Jr. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? <laughs> when I was in middle school, I got bullied by a guy named Hank, and he was kind of fat, so I called him Hoink. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and he good. punched you harder. <laughs> uh, you call him Stank. <laughs> Hoink, if you're listening, please email us. <laughs> Hoink, reach out. <laughs> I like the little like uh, like minute and a half long like waltzes and Irish reels. They just pepper this album with. Mm-hmm. It's nice, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of uh, what Style Council was doing. Um, with, with their, <laughs> Don't their, their, their you dare! Oh, Don't you that dare! I, that I love so much. Rob, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the only album I gave a thumbs down to? <laughs> no, I think there's been a couple, but you you, you, were, you weren't having that. That has to be the first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was your gateway thumbs down. <laughs> I cannot sanction their buffoonery. Yeah. No, I do. Uh, I, I do appreciate the sort of uh, interlude um, format, too, for, you know, 
going. It's classy. From is that, is that, so that was Jimmy Hickey's mm-hmm. waltz. And is that's that, got to be that, the end of side one, right? Exactly. I, was, it, I was just about to uh, inquire that. It, it seems like the natural end for side one. And then the banger on the ear. Fuck yeah, banger on the ear. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's a real barn burner. I can't believe that's mm-hmm. nine minutes, too. Yeah, and it. I, I would let it it's go not, for another it's 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, that song. Don't stop a rocking. Yeah, Fisherman's Blues. Uh, what was it? World Party. Bang on the ear, and then I just got in my mind. Uh, the Stolen Child. Just it's just, long too. Just kept getting in my mind when he'd just be like, "And the water." <laughs> just yeah. Every day mm-hmm. I'd wake up and I'd just like have that in my head. Oh, so Stolen Child, that's another similarity between these two Irish-inspired rock bands that we've been covering recently, because we just did Pogues, and uh, Sit Down by the Fire and Stolen and Stolen Child are songs kind of about the same thing. It's about fairies coming and stealing your kids. Yeah. Yeah, Yates, who knew? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was wondering, uh, it took me a minute when someone started just... Oh. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> Can you... Wait. Someone just starts talking about uh, reciting the, the poem of Yeats. I, I was a little taken back because it always just stands out in the... You know, when you have a song going and then all of a sudden someone's talking about fairies and uh, <laughs> reciting a poem within the middle. But Can someone that confirm... Was good. One of you college graduates, is it Yeats or Yates? Yates. How does Mor- how does how does Morrissey say it? Does he say Yeats or Yates? Well, he says a Yeats. So you can't doesn't tell. He, doesn't he rhyme he goes, cemetery yeah. gates with Yates? The cemetery gates. Yeah, it, it, that he doesn't he rhyme the gates with Yeats. So he says Yates, right? Yeah. Piece of shit, Morrissey. My pants pleats while I'm listening to Yeats. <laughs> All right, what are we? Uh, are we good on this? I'm good on this. Yeah, really yeah, good. I, have you, I, have I you guys listened listen to this to vinyl? Is it rare? Uh, I, I haven't have even looked, looked man. into it. Yeah, because I was thinking about acquiring this. I really like this record. I would like to add this to my. To my With how well it's of, sold, I don't yeah. see how it would be a uh, like a, a, a rare one. They did a tour. They sold some units. Yeah, I don't I would, know. Maybe you just got to go to one of the towns where they played and go to the record store of that town. <laughs> yeah, no Pick shit. Up the dusty yeah, copy. Definitely won't be finding this in a bin. But uh, no, yeah, no. definitely not. Um, let's look at this. Forty bucks. Forty bucks. Forty bucks. Oof. Yeah, you're looking at about forty dollars here. Sounds I mean, like something that might be on my Christmas list. Yeah, with with inflation, you know, that's still in line with what someone so would pay for it doesn't seem like it's it's uh been repressed that uh that it, it needs a reissue is what i'm what i'm feeling yeah what do we think uh i mean I, it, we're all in the positive right yeah, i loved it very positive I mean, we're, all, we're, a, all, this, we're all talking about buying yeah, it yeah this, yeah. Is, this yeah. is a very um like th- this is the reason why we are even doing this is to yeah. find some brand new music and this, Absolutely. Is, this is it this is wonderful yeah happy mm-hmm. surprise from the first listen i was like yes yes this Woo! is good stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, Make, makes you want to whoop. Yep, this is it what does. I like about music. I love yeah. these whoops, the whoops and fisherman's blues. Woo! So good. Woo! Yeah, yeah, they're great. I want to play this kind of music with friends. I want to sit in a room in a cabin and play the, and play this stuff with friends. That's the feeling I get when I listen to this. When I listen to Pogues, 
Fairport, Richard and Linda. That I Boingo, just Boingo. Or go Boingo, Style Council. Just hey. <laughs> <laughs> trying to sneak the Style Council in there. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about Fishbone, Truth and Soul. All right. Thanks, y'all. The way the moonlight crosses the dim grey sands with light, far off by furthest crosses, we footed all the night, weaving olden dances, mingling hands and mingling glances till the moon has taken flight. To and fro we leap, chasing forty bubbles while the world is full of troubles and is anxious. Sleep. Come away. <laughs>